Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharita, Prophetess Sharita from Say Yes with Sharita, where my motto as Say Yes is if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you. He will say yes to you. Today is day two of the topic of obedience. 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 Let's talk about it. Obedience to God is very important. Obedience to God is very crucial. Obedience to God means that your health, your welfare, your mental, physical, emotional stability and well-being are, you know, his priority when you make God your priority. Obedience is the key that opens the gates of blessings. Obedience. So I started off with talking about obedience in regards to my book entitled A Season of Blessings. And I started off in Deuteronomy 28. Today I'm going to, um, I don't really usually read from like NASVABs from ESVs. I specifically read from the King James Version of the Bible. So I'm going to just say, God, forgive me for using uh, diluted or colloquial versions of the Bible. But this is definitely a topic that I would like to convey um, at a level where everyone um, can comprehend it without the old English incorporated into the messages. So a lot of times I will use a parallel Bible, but today I'm just reading from another version, basically an English version, so that the readers can comprehend uh, the message uh, simplified and I do suggest that everyone get a parallel Bible because the Bible in the book of Revelations 22 and 18 says if you add to the book of the prophecy you add to the plagues of your life and if you take away from the book of the prophecy you take your name out of the Lamb's book of life and through a comparative analysis and through a study um, not just myself personally but I was in a women's uh uh, singles group and as the ladies were having a discussion we were discussing the best bibles to use and after uh, taking a time some time and studying the bible and studying different versions of the bible uh, per a group discussion the ladies found out that some of the other versions of the bible were a little bit tainted and some things were missing some things were added and some of the interpretations of God was not conveyed correctly so um, today with that in mind I am only reading from the diluted version because today I'm going to um, literally talk about the consequences of not being obedient the consequences of not being obedient because obedience is very very important like in our everyday lives it's important that we follow traffic laws if we don't follow traffic laws we could get a ticket and based on the severity of the offense you can face incarceration let's say you're driving 100 miles an hour 120 miles an hour you could face jail time um, for 
certain offenses if you are not abiding by the rules and the regulations. If you go out and commit a criminal offense, like the Bible in the uh, Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not steal. So if you go into a store or into a bank and you commit a robbery and you steal either goods or money, then there are consequences for those actions. There are consequences for those actions. Um, it says, thou shalt not kill. Um, in everyday life, I think it is called a 187. And that's only because I've heard a, a hip hop song that says, and it's 187, you know, and I'm not going to repeat the rest of the words. But yes, I have heard a few uh, hip hop songs. And 187 is the code for murder on the streets. So if you commit murder, not only are you breaking a commandment of God, but you are also committing a criminal offense that is basically um, uh, with the with the the result or the end result could be prison or incarceration or whatever. So the cause and the effects, the cause and the effects. If we are obedient to God, God promises us blessings, okay? And in con- uh, in conjunction with those blessings, there are other benefits and other things that come along with that. But today, in John 15 and 14, it says, if you love me, Keep my commandments. So that is definitely going to be a Jesus quote that I'm using on a regular basis because Jesus is letting them know, letting people know that if we love God, that we would keep the commandments of God. If we love him, he would we would keep his commandments. We love God because he first loved us. You know, we love God because he first loved us. So let us go into the book of Deuteronomy. We are going to do some excavation in Deuteronomy 28. And this is the effects or the effects of the negative effects of not being obedient. See, obedience, you know, just like I said, it comes with a territory. And you can be guilty of a sin of omission as well as a sin of commission, you know. Um, So Deuteronomy 28, we're going to go down to verse 58 and 59. And this is just like like I said, this is from an English standard version, which is kind of, you know, diluted without the these, the thou's, the hearkens and things of that nature. Hearken, of course, means to obey. But it says, if you do not carefully follow the words of the law, which are written in this book, and do not uh, revere his this glorious and awesome name the lord your god the lord will send plagues to you and your descendants and this version literally says that the plagues that god will send will be harsh and prolonged disastrous severe and lingering illnesses and lingering illnesses. Now, a lot of people will say, well, we don't live under the law. We don't live under the law because Jesus came as a fulfillment of the law and things of that nature. But we've also got to understand 
even outside of the law, we still have the Ten Commandments. In the New Testament, Jesus confirms that if we love him, we would keep his commandments. So if you go back to the beginning of Deuteronomy, it says basically to keep the commandments, to keep the commandments throughout the Bible. If you take time to do the correct breakdown and to obtain a correct uh revelation or correct understanding you will see that God the same thing that that's being said in the old testament many of the things are confirmed and reiterated or repeated in a different way in the new testament so with this in Deuteronomy 28 it says um that if the commandments of God are not kept, that plagues would fall upon the descendants of the earth. You know, so God had made a promise to Abraham. And so when these promises were not kept, there were consequences, you know, because God had delivered them. God had blessed them. God had restored them. God had renewed them. God had done so many wonderful things for them fed them in times of famine took care of them in times of distress uh protected them in times of need so that's why at this point you know God you know he got a little bit distraught with their behaviors so if we go on to continue to read in Deuteronomy uh 28 and just like I said I'm not reading from the King James version I recommend that everybody go back and read it from the King James version and um I think it's the Bible Hub I'm going to find out which one because the uh the Bible Hub on the internet you can pull up one scripture and it will give you the ESV the NASVAB uh it'll give you the the New King James version the King James version and it will give you several different versions of the Bible but because I'm time conscious um I'm not going into uh doing the multiple um versions because I want the 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 hearers of this word to grasp the concept because the bible says to him that have an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church so deuteronomy 28 60 through 63 says he will bring on diseases um that were dreaded and they will cling to you The Lord will also bring on every kind of sickness and disaster, um, basically to destroy his creation. Because at this point, God is really, truly upset. Um, The Bible says, and the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. That is in the New Testament. It says, and the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. In the New Testament, it says, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So um, those are things like those particular words. I would do a replay and I would Google you know, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. But in this instance, God sees all of the disobedience, all of the, 
negativity and all of the toxic behaviors that are manifesting and he is you know not happy with the situation so there uh has got to be the concept and the mindset that we gain from this uh, situation is that people are free to choose, but people are not free from consequences. And that's even pertaining to the things of God. So we have the freedom to choose, the liberty to choose, but we do not have the freedom from the consequences of our choice. So if we make good choices, We have the benefits of reaping the harvest of positivity, negative choices, negative results. So it says, um, it says you who were as numerous as the stars in the sky will be left, but few in number because you did not obey the Lord, your God. Now this confirms in the New Testament, the concept of the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And this is showing that the anger of God has kindled because of their disobedience. Because see, after or during the tenure where Moses is the leader at this time, he leaves Aaron, his brother, to tend to the people while he's obtaining the Ten Commandments. And as he's obtaining the Ten Commandments, he comes down and they are engaged in idolatrous practices, uh, worshiping of idols. Um, They have melted down, created images, and they were doing the things that God says that they should not do and the things that they promised God that he they would not do approximately two chapters back and you've got to realize that this group of people saw the signs saw the wonders and saw miracles and in less than 40 days they could not hold out for Moses to come back and conform to sin so 40 days without having a watch uh, uh, eye over them you know somebody strictly saying no this is wrong no this is wrong no this is wrong that's how literally it is when you're dealing with children in the early learning environment because children from the ages of birth to the ages of 10 and 12 they are still learning how to manage their emotions and to manage their behaviors and so sometimes you have got to constantly remind them but when you are dealing with grown adults you should be able to set rules regulations and guidelines and they should be able to follow them that's why God continuously says to not turn aside to the right not turn aside to the left and in the New Testament God says abstain from all appearances of sin touch not taste not handle not any unclean thing um and it doesn't specifically state that you shouldn't turn to the right or to the left but the bible does tell you to be sanctified the bible does tell you to be holy the bible does tell you to follow god the bible does tell you not to follow the world the bible does tell you and articulate to you that we should not love the world neither the things that are of the world and that we are to try to present ourselves blameless or spotless and try to live the best that we can uh for god 
in obedience to God and in obedience to his commandments. So obedience is very, very, very important. Very important. Um, God covers his people during times of pestilence and plagues that are obedient. And we have got to know that these things that are occurring are similar to things that occurred in the Bible. So it's like a vicious cycle of history in some form or fashion repeating itself. So we've got to get our minds, our hearts and our spirits prefaced to or geared or focused on the factor that we have got to abstain from all appearances of sin. We have got to get to a point where, yes, I see these things going on around me, but I'm focused on God, not focused on the things that are worldly. See, I've got to take my eyes off of what my neighbor is doing. I've got to take my eyes off of what this person is doing. I've got to take my eyes off of what people on TV are doing and people around me. And I've got to get get focused on God and I've got to be focused on the things of God because that's what the Bible says. It says emulate God. Nowhere in the Bible does it say emulate the things, the behaviors and the habits, the rituals or the practices of other people. So um, in verse uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 63, it says, just as I, uh, just as it pleased the Lord to make you prosper and increase in numbers, it will basically uh, cause him to cause basically destruction. And he basically says that he will basically uproot you from the things that he promised. So at this point, you know, just all honesty, Moses literally had to go into intercession with God regarding the children of Israel, because at this point, the disobedience had become so prevalent. The sin had become so overwhelming that God says, you know what? I'm about to just end this. I'm about to just destroy this group of ungrateful people because I keep doing and doing and doing for them. And they're continuously walking in sin. They're continuously walking in uh, the patterns and the ways of the world. They're continuously doing the things that they see other people doing. They're continuously sinning. They're continuously breaking commandments. They're continuously murmuring. They're continuously complaining. They're continuously manifesting sin. And I keep trying to bless a people that will not be grateful enough to follow the rules and the regulations and the statutes that I have set precedent for them to follow. So obedience is very important. Obedience is very important. Obedience is very important. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and I will heal the land. How can we get healing, deliverance and restoration when people feel as though grace gives them the jurisdiction jurisdiction and the permission to sin against the 
word of God and against the commandments of God. Certain things that are an abomination to God in the Old Testament are, yes, an abomination to him in the New Testament. And God also teaches about the mind of the reprobated person. See, when you get to heaven, nobody wants to get to heaven and say, well, oh, well, um, this person did that and that person did that and that person did that. And God is going to say, well, I am the Lord God. You know, why am I going to want you or allow you into heaven when you were following along with everything else and you were basically engaged in idolatry of other people and other things and you were following the traditions of man but not the Ten Commandments of God and not the Ten Commandments of God. So the cure for COVID-19 The cure for COVID-19 is obedience. The cure for COVID-19 is obedience to God. The cure for COVID-19 is obedience to God. But how many people will adhere to the 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 mindset of humbling themselves and praying and turning from their wicked ways and following the statutes of God so that we can get healing, deliverance, and restoration today. So with that being said, I'm going to say definitely take time, get yourselves a parallel Bible and dive into the book of Deuteronomy 28, do some excavation because basically it is, it is very important. It is that important that we understand the importance of obedience. It is that important. Your house depends on it. Your family depends on it. Your life depends on it. Things that are going on in society depends on the obedience of the people that are here on this earth to God. So it's a choice. The Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether you're going to serve the gods on the other side of the Amorites or the God on the other side of the floods. But you've got to get to a mindset where as for me and my house, I choose to serve the Lord. So I just pray that God will cover and keep you. I pray that the spirit of the living God will come and reside in your homes. I pray a spirit of obedience, of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And I pray that people will dive into the word of God and understand that these things that are transpiring, manifesting, and occurring today are repetitive of the things that happened in early history, uh, in biblical days, and these are the same types of things that manifested. These are the, the same types of things that occurred. Sickness, disease, and a generation of people wiped out due to disobedience. Due to disobedience. So obedience is definitely a really, really, really important topic. So as I close out today, I pray that you continue on to read uh, the book of Deuteronomy. Um, I pray that you get uh, the book entitled The Season of Blessings. I pray that you dive into that book and I pray that you follow the rules, the regulations and the guidelines that are inside of that book because, yes, it is that important. It is that important. So... Number one, in accessing the blessings of God, we've got to have repentance, obedience. We've got to have prayer, faith, uh, and we've got to have prayer, praise, and worship. So that is the recipe for accessing the blessings of God. That is the recipe for accessing the blessings of God. The key components are repentance, 
obedience, love, and faith. Without love, without faith, without obedience, without repentance, it is impossible to please God and it's going to be impossible to get to God. So I pray that you um, uh, follow, listen, read, study uh, the lessons and the messages and I pray that the spirit of the living God will come down and touch your homes, your spirit and uh, that's it. So Remember, if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you. And also know that there is a blessing on the other side of your yes. So I will be continuing on with a few more messages regarding obedience from other perspectives and some other scriptures to explain to you that it is that important. It is that important to obey God and to follow uh, the statutes of God. So be blessed, be well, be prosperous because above all, God wishes that we will prosper and be in good health. So until next time. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sharita, Prophetess Sharita, coming to you with the Say Yes with Sharita podcast. Here at Say Yes, my motto is if you say yes to the Lord, he will say yes to you. Today, we're going to dive right into the message, and the topic is obedience from my book entitled A Season of Blessings that you can purchase on Lulu. John 14 and 15. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So I'm going to go on to define obedience, and then I'm going to get right into the message. The definition of obedience is compliance with an order, request, law, or submission to authority. Throughout the Bible, we see that God repeatedly says, and Israel had done wicked or evil things or bad things in his sight. And so God gave us commandments that we should live by and abide by. And throughout the Bible, he showed us how to use them, how to implement them, and how to stand fastly on them. So the book of Deuteronomy teaches us a lot of things. So I covered Deuteronomy 28, which literally tells us that we will be blessed if we keep the commandments of God. And in Deuteronomy 28, it also tells you that curses will befall you if you are disobedient. So the Bible says, and the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience, the children of disobedience. So I felt in my spirit for a long time, God has been dealing with me with obedience because obedience is a job of shedding off the carnal world and the carnal things that are of the world. So in that, as God was dealing with me, it was just like I was urged and pushed to share these messages so that everyone would know that if we conform to the norm of obedience, we can make changes in the world through prayer to God with obedience. So Deuteronomy 28 and 14 says, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right or to the left, or go after other gods to serve them. 
So we see here in the book of Deuteronomy 28 that God is literally telling them not to pay attention to the world and the things that are of the world and the things that are around us. The thing with being obedient to the word of God is abstaining from worldly mindsets, mindsets, worldly concepts, and worldly mannerisms. So I'm going to talk about Joshua today. And I'm going to talk about the the commission of Joshua because the commission of Joshua is one that is very important. So as Moses transitioned, God then calls the son of Nun, who is Joshua. So as we see God literally conversating with Joshua, he comes to him and he literally speaks to him. Now, Joshua is not noted as a prophet nor is Moses, but God did speak to Joshua directly. So it says that um, God comes to him and literally has this conversation. He says, there shall not be any man that is able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as with Moses. So I will be with thee and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So God was preparing Joshua for a journey. He was equipping him for a journey in. And he knew that there would be trials, tribulations, struggles, and that there would be wars. So he told him in verse 6 in Joshua chapter 1 to be strong and of good courage. To be strong and of good courage so that the people could divide the inheritance of the land that he swore through a covenant to Abraham. So he told him to be strong and of good courage and observe to do according to the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee this day to not turn from it to the right hand or the left hand that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So I'm going to stop reading there and I'm going to encourage all readers, all leaders to get into the book of Joshua and read chapter one especially from verses five to verse eight, because the first thing that God told him to do was to study and know the word of God. And if we go into the book of second Timothy two and 15, it says study to show yourself approved a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Jesus himself said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. David, in the book of Psalms, he said, Thy word that I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So being in covenant with God means that I have got to be clothed in the word of God. I've got to be clothed in the rules, the regulations, and the statutes of God. So if I love God and am obedient to God, I have got to understand that I have got to get into the word and I have got to become knowledgeable of the commandments. I have got to become knowledgeable of my expectations. And as a leader, I cannot turn to the right and I can 
cannot turn to the left. I cannot be a part of this organization and these things over here to the right because that is the world and that is the things that are of the world. And I can't be a part of these things to my left. I can't be a part of everything and every trend that is passing by because God literally tells you in the New Testament that we have also got to keep the commandments of God. And it states it repetitiously throughout the New Testament. So Jesus said it. If we love God, we would keep his commandments. So if I am in leadership to be effective in leadership and not to be effective as a proud person walking in my flesh and in a spirit that is outside of God, I have got to submit. I have got to submit my mind, my body, and my spirit unto the Holy Spirit of God so that he can lead me, so that he can guide me, and so that he can protect me as I journey into his cause and into his purpose and into his will because it's not by power nor by might but by my spirit thus saith the Lord so we see here that God literally was making a covenant a bond between he himself and Joshua he told him that he would be with him that he would protect them that he would take care of him and that he would be with him wherever he goes so he tells his vessel to be strong and of good courage so it tells him also that he is the one that is leading the people to the blessings to the inheritance to the things that he had promised to abraham as a covenant as a promise so then he told him not to let a book the book of the law depart from his mouth but to meditate on it and meditate on it so that you can observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make make thy ways prosperous and thou shalt have good success so here again we have the same message um, going repetitiously. God is saying in the in the, the New Testament to love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. It tells you to abstain from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. The New Testament also tells you to not be conformed to this world. So if the world is going out and doing certain things, then that is not what I am supposed to do. So even if everybody is doing wrong, wrong is going to be wrong, is going to be wrong, is going to be wrong. And right is going to be right, is going to always be right, even if there is no one that is doing right. So we have got to be mindful, we have got to be prayerful, we have got to be steadfast, and we have got to be in the Word of God. We have got to keep the Word of God, and we have got to walk in obedience, we have got to talk in obedience, and we have got to have a made-up mind that we will get into the Word of God, that we will study the Word of God, and we will loose the excuses and we will not be conformed to this world but be be conformed by the renewing of our minds or being transformed by the renewing of our minds through Christ Jesus so I'm going to fall back into Deuteronomy chapter 6 
And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it also tells you, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And you should teach these things to your children. So whether you are in leadership in the church or if you are a parent in your home, it is effective. It is uh basically important and it is imperative that we follow the rules the regulations and the commandments of God so we have got to be strong and of good courage we have got to stop focusing on what everyone else is doing we have got to be not focused on the world but we have got to be focused on God we have got to be focused on the word of God so I am going to repeat a few scriptures for you um, very quickly because Jesus in the book of Matthew 4 and 4 said that man cannot live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God number one number two The Bible teaches us thy word that I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Number three, we've got to study to show ourselves approved, a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we have got to get into the word of God. We've got to govern ourselves accordingly and to be effective as a leader. We've got to stick on 2 Timothy 2 and 15 where it says study to show yourself approved, a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth we've got to get the word of God into our hearts into our minds and into our spirits and I don't know how God is going to do or deal with excuses I don't know if God is going to say well he did it or if they did it or if the other folks did it or if the people behind me did it so God is not going to tolerate excuses because in Ephesians 5 and 1 It tells us once again to follow God. God is love. And if we have the love of God in our heart, we will keep the commandments of God. And if we keep the commandments of God, we are being obedient. And if we are being obedient to God, then the things that we are doing, our living is not in vain. Our prayers are not in vain. And our blessings that we have bestowed upon us are not in vain and are of a heavenly reward. So I pray obedience on your heart homes, on your hearts, and in your spirit. I pray obedience over your children, and I pray that you be strong and of courage, and that you will basically do the will of the Lord, and that you will get into the Word of God, and that you will practice obedience. So, if you say yes to the Lord, He will say yes to you, and I thank you for tuning in to the Say Yes with Sharita podcast, and remember that there is a blessing on the other side of your yes. Until next time.